0: Good morning, Northwest. It's lovely to see you this morning. No, no, no. Bring it down. Bring it down. Like, I really don't don't deserve that at all. Um, uh, I am. i actually just um, bringing just to, to our attention about what's happened last weekend. As everyone has knows that the the horrific thing that has happened in our city last weekend was quite um, quite shocking. Really, that it's happened on our back doorstep. And um, there are many churches and many places that are, that are uh, doing different events, different things to support people and to raise money. And uh, we really want to encourage you to get involved as much as you can with whatever opportunities are out there to be a part of that. Um, we want to be a useful, we want to be the hands of Christ and the, the mouth of Christ and the, the heart of Christ in this city. We've been here for 25 years. Um, you know, I believe we'll be here for another 25 years. At least I will. Um, I'm hoping you're, you're going to be here though. I'm kidding. <laughs> but with the way that I keep hurting my back, it might be that I will be the one. Who, um, but you better hope. I, you
1: better hope I stay around because if
0: not, I'm coming back to haunt you. <laughs> After this, my yeah. life might have shortened. I tell you. But um, our heart really is for our city. It breaks for our city, and, and I hope it does for yours too. Um, we have put on our website just a couple of things for anyone who has need. If you, Of course, if you want to talk th- talk things out, if you need to, to have a listening ear, we're always available without a doubt. But if we're not the place that you want to really have that, or if you have friends that need something too, please go on our website. We have a list of different locations in Orlando that are offering uh, counseling and opportunities just to help people to, to get past this as well. The other thing as well is we've also put on our website a place that you can give to uh, help the families who have really been affected by this. And I want to encourage you to to reach into your pockets and do that as well. Uh, You can go to our website, go go onto our blog, and uh, everything is right there. So let's just pray for our city right now. Father, we want to thank you for what you have done for us, for our nation, for this world, that you gave your only son, that we would have a way for eternal life, Lord. You've given us life and life to the full. But Father, we know that the battle has not finished. We know that there are many souls to be won in this life. And God, we just ask that you would help us to be the hands of Christ, to be the heart of Christ, to be the feet of Christ in this city, to become more effective for the kingdom of God, to help people to find your goodness, even though the evil can rage on. I pray, Father, that you would heal our city Do something special in this city. Just as we sang about greater things have yet to come for this city, and we ask that your spirit would come into this city right now. We ask this in your precious son's name and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Mark. Thank you. Well, we
1: have been in our series this month, and it's been on walking with God. And today's Father's Day, so there's really, I don't have to bend the message that much. To, to get it to where somehow it relates with walking with God, because God had given me a revelation, <clears throat> a relationship uh, that he wants us to copy, to, to imitate. And that is who he is. Now, before I get started, uh, for all you guys who are listening around the world, I know my, my nephew is in Hong Kong, and he wrote, he goes, hey, Give us a shout-out. We gave a shout-out. We're giving another shout-out. But we have a lot of people who listened from the Philippines, India, Dubai, uh, even in Scotland. <clears throat> in America, today is Father's Day. This is the day that we celebrate fathers. And we have a Mother's Day, too. This is a day that fathers don't have to eat any vegetables unless it's covered in cheese, garlic, or some pulled pork. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's amazing how great a salad is when it's covered in cheese and pulled pork. And who could get through a pot of broccoli without it? You know <laughs> So this is the day we're going to be talking about uh, celebrating fathers today. So let me continue. "Fathers is not a title. You see, people make it a title because you impregnated a female. That's not what the Bible says as a father. And fatherhood is actually a holy dwelling. If you achieve the position, and that's what we're going to talk about, the position of a father. This is going to be a difficult... In fact, I'm purposely making this a not-so-feel-good beginning. And here's the reason. They always talk about Christmas as being one of the saddest days for a huge number of people because they go into depression, they've, they don't have family, they've lost family, they're, they're split between families. <clears throat> the next day is Father's Day. And the reason for it is that people, some people didn't have a father or they had an absent father. And in our nation, the... Uh, fatherless homes that we have now is epidemic. And I don't just think it's just by happenstance. This is a work of the enemy. This is how bad things happen. Is that when, you know, even if it's a father who's not a Christian, if, he's, if he has the position of a father, you're going to see scriptural, scripturally that the position of a father is a holy Dwelling. I'm just trying to tickle your ears there. How's the Father? Holy dwelling. All right. When God created Adam, when God created Adam, he, at the same time, Adam was male and female. Because where did Eve come from? Eve came from, see, the Lord did it like this. You know the story. Now, come on, loosen up, loosen up. The story goes like this. God cr- creates Adam, and then Adam's doing his thing, and the Lord looks down there and goes, you know, it's just not good for this boy to be alone. Now, we don't know what Adam was doing, but it wasn't good that he was alone. He didn't even know the pair of eyes on him. So what, what God did is he put him to sleep, and he said, he took from Adam and formed Eve. So when God created Adam, when God created man, guess who was in there the wombed man also and so whenever the the bible's talking about man you know he's also referring to the woman you know some people can be very you know like you didn't hey you had your mother's day we covered it but i want you to know you're still a part of this message because a father is not just a father to a son he's a father to a daughter and that is a, a very important place to be. But this is, is a holy dwelling when you're operating correctly. I want to speak also to, just to bring your attention, to those of you who are in the service industry or you want to be a teacher, you have a love. I want you to know that your love of children, you, you want to do health care, you want to be a nurse, that I want you to know that that is just... Not you wanting to do it, but you're identifying with compassion for ch- children. Compassion. You want to help people. Said, God said in Psalms, he said, he, the psalmist said, My Lord said to my Lord, so God was talking to Jesus, Let us make man in our image. So man was made in the image of God. What do they call God? I know when Jared prays, he calls him. Have you ever listened when my son's praying? He says, Father God. That's his title. What does the father refer to Jesus as? My son. That's a holy dwelling. And when... God created Adam. What did God do? Did he give the Ten Commandments then to a rebellion? That was for a rebellious people. But what he did, he said, in the cool of the evening, he did what? He walked with Adam, the one made in his image. Adam is supposed to reflect the image of God, and that image is a father. And a father who loves his son, who has compassion. So that's what we're going to look at today, and it's going to be quite revealing. But the point that, in the beginning here, is that half of this room, I'll pretty much guarantee you, you had an absent father or no father at all, maybe a bad father. I had uh, an older dad. I love my dad. I know my dad loved me. But he was getting sickly. I was eight years younger than my brother and sister. And when they went off to college, I was in sixth grade. We used to, it was a rule in the family that we had supper together every night. No excuses. You were there. They go off to college. I started getting involved in sports and football. That was the last, we never ate supper every now and then on Sunday. The family unit dissolved, pretty much. We just kind of came, and I think that environment, it may have just been that the the time was turning right then, and we fell into it, everyone got busy. But there was an absence in my my spirit. And at a very young age, I could see someone younger than me. If it was just a, a year or two younger than me, and I could see a look in their eye. I could see the hurt. I could see the loneliness. I could see them when they're acting up and trying to be seen. I could see loneliness because there was no one watching. No one had a set of eyes on them at home. A dad. And that continued. But at a very young age, I recognized it. And I found out that as I gave them an example to follow, as I gave them protection, as I gave them Guidance. I became a source to them that they would come over and they go, "Can Mark come out and play?" Even when uh, we were in Philadelphia and my girls were young, uh, uh, they were real young. I'd get off work and the kids in the neighborhood would knock on the door and Crystal would go to the door and she sees <laughs> these little kids and they go. Can Mark come out and play? (laughs) I was 30 years old because I'd go out there and make a snowman with them and we lived on this hill. Their dad traveled and was home maybe one or two days every two weeks. I could see it in them. So I became a source to them. And I was happy to do it, because as I was becoming their source, as I was building them a foundation, it was repairing one in me. I knew what they wanted. You know why? Because I knew what I needed. Instead of what the enemy expected to destroy me, God made a great warrior out of me to pick up the Father's spirit. To change lives and the women that they're gonna marry and the men that they're gonna marry. We had girls there too, so <laughs> there's a boys' club. So, fathering is not a title. A father is not a title, it's a position. It's a position. All right, the first crowd didn't know this too well. This crowd will be better. Third will be even better. Who is that? Boom! <laughs> First service struggled a little bit. <laughs> Tupac. Let me tell you, good-looking guy. Actually, brilliant. Brilliant. Um, When he, I believe when his mother gave birth to him, she was supposed to be arraigned for 120 federal offenses against the government. She was a terrorist. This guy, it didn't stop him. But he made some observations. He goes, I know for a fact that had I had a father, I'd have more discipline, I'd have more confidence. More confidence in a short period of time He is ranked in the top 100 entertainers, not rappers, entertainers. He's ranked 86th of all-time entertainers. He was a genius. But as a young man, he goes on to say, not having a father, I needed guidance and protection that I didn't have. So I got with the gangs because they gave it to me. Had I gotten it from my dad, probably would have never gotten to a gang. He went on and said, your mother cannot calm you down the way a man can. You need a man to teach you how to be a man. And on my mother's birthday in 1998, September 7th, I'm not a Tupac fan, I just he was shot on my mother's birthday. Dead. Drive-by shooting. This guy knew the importance of a father. He knew, well, I would say he knew the impact of the absence of a father, but he put it together. He figured out the importance of it because of the absence. He was someone who took the hurt and made it positive. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to take what was meant for destruction and make it positive. And in the Lord, we can do that. So This structure, it's a foundation. So we're going to look at the foundations and the missing foundation. Now, Jesus told us that, hey, a house needs a foundation because if it has a foundation, if a big wave comes up and hits it, it's going to stand its ground. If it's a big wind, it's going to stand its ground. And so he's saying a foundation needs to be made. And one of the best foundations, the first foundations is a father, the position that without a house a house without a foundation will crumble will be condemned. Number 2, this was the United Nations did a study because they would send out tons of money, millions and millions of dollars to help this country to help form that country to get this country back on its feet and they found out that this group of countries that we put teachers in all this, they grew, but this group of countries we've poured millions into and nothing ever happens. They never get better. If we, if we stop giving them money, you know, they're, they're going to die and drive and go away. And so they did a big study. They're going, how is it these guys are successful? How is it that, how is it that we are so successful with, with these countries and we're such a failure with these countries? Well, this is what they found. The greatest crisis in a nation's development or well-being is not the lack of money, not the lack of investment, crime, or unemployment. It's the absence of fathers. The countries that could not make it, there was no culture of fathers. The countries that made it had a culture of fathers that are involved with their daughters and sons. That's the difference. And so you hear this, you're going, we need to educate them, we need to send them this, we need to send them that. We need fathers for these boys. It's interesting, there's a, if, you, if you want a great study, uh there's a, a video and uh it's called and I meant to type it in, but I forgot, but you'll remember the name. Elephants Gone Wild. Hmm. Sounds familiar. Okay. Elephants Gone Wild. It was in 1980. In South Africa, the largest preserve they had down there, the elephants started multiplying and multiplying, and multiplying, and so they were running out of food. I mean it's the largest area of elephants, and they were running out of food. They're going, well, what are we going to do? And they go, hmm, let's shoot a whole bunch of the older ones, okay? Leave a few, but then let's take some of the teenagers, and we're going to move them to another preserve or reserve. We're going to take all these young ones and go over there. So they took the young ones, they sent them over there, and in a short while, the, the place where they put the young elephants, they were finding Rhinos that were been stomped to death gored they are finding trees just knocked over for no reason so they go who could do this but the elephants so they did a study on the elephants and the elephants were 17 years old they were teenagers and <clears throat> they noticed that they can tell by their body it's called musking it's when a, an elephant be, starts to mature but they're not supposed to do it to their, in their mid-twenties. But these elephants were doing it at 17. They were musking, and they couldn't understand it. So they studied and studied, studied more, and for sure they, they found out that they were maturing before they were supposed to mature, and they couldn't handle it. They, came, they, they became angry, irritated, and he killed things. They so destroyed things for no reason. So what, they go, oh, what are we gonna do? They went back to the original in South Africa, got a bunch of big bull elephants, shipped them over to this place with the teenagers, and daddy came home with a whooping stick. (laughs) Do you know they stopped developing? They stopped maturing. They stopped musking. They stopped killing because they had a role model. They had a role model, that's what fixed it. And that's within elephants, the culture of elephants. So elephants gone, gone wild, you'll love it. <clears throat> There's no substitute for fathers. A teacher is not a father. When you were in school, did you ever have teachers going, hey, if you wanted to, hey, here's how you pass the test, just do what I do, act like me. They didn't want you to act like them. They wanted you to give back the answer, right? The correct answer, the information. So a teacher just, a teacher's not a father. A guardian is not a father. Guardian keeps you just from, you know, trying to swim to Cuba. I mean, that's just, they feed you. They just, a friend is not a father. So what is? How do I, how do we identify? How do we keep this from being another fatherless day? Because for so many of us, that's what it is. How do we identify a father? 1 Corinthians. And if you have a, you want to take a note, because some of y'all need to hear this. As it was written. For even if you were to have 10,000 teachers, and I put in to guide you, in Christ, yet you would not have many fathers who led you to Christ and assumed responsibility for you. For I have become your father in Christ through the good news. So I urge you to be imitators of me. And that's, we're gonna read another scripture that it actually tells you to honor your father and mother in Christ. Here it's saying, and it's hinting the same thing. It goes, Paul became your father because... He was your source in Jesus. Who's your source in Jesus? Who's the person you can imitate? That's what Paul said. He goes, I'm your source. I'm your guide. I'm your protector. Imitate me. You can have thousands of teachers and you can get back the right answer, but to reach that holy dwelling a position, a father. It's it's not a teacher. And unfortunately, too many fathers think they're the teacher. And they come off as, this is the right answer I want out of you. Don't smoke, don't drink, don't cuss, don't date girls who do. And if they're good, they'll do it, but when they become of age and they move out of the house, they leave the faith because the truth is They were never in the faith. They were just obeying their parents. That's the father who's a teacher. We want the position. I like that picture there because it reminds me of my wife when she was growing up. She had a very good father, very good mother. But she was just a very tender middle child. Whenever her mother and father would go off and they were gone too long, she would sit in the window and cry and no one could console her. But the second mom and dad got home, it was good. I've said the story before. Sarah was in ballet, she was out of high school and she called Crystal and I, we were out to dinner. She goes, are you, is mom, uh, mom is, are you and dad home? And she goes, no. She goes, is dad with you? Yes said, I've had a really bad day. I don't want to talk about it. But I need dad to be home when I get there. Do you want dad to say, ask you anything? No, I don't want him to ask me anything. I want him to be there. Just be there. Father is one who brings a protection without teaching anything. He can bring guidance without saying. You remember, I don't know, you, let me ask the ladies. Ladies, you remember your mom, or you, maybe she still tells you, oh, you're so cute, oh, you're so pretty, oh, you must pretty saying everything. And you're like, yeah, 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 right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Dad comes in and goes, man, you are beautiful. A little different. Mom goes, because that's what moms are supposed to do. (laughs) They talk, talk. You're pretty. You're great. You're you're the most perfect person in the world. But dad just comes in, just goes, man. My little girl. Like, dad. Come, dad. (laughs) Wow. The position. Hmm. For that little boy, it's another fatherless day. Are any of y'all starting to see your picture up there? Your fatherless day. Yay, Father's Day. Missing foundation. A father is one who is present, observable. You can emulate them. Just be home. If you're at peace, I'm at peace. If you're calm, I'm calm. Ephesians 6.1. This is the zinger, guys. Children, obey your parents. What? Okay, just say it with me. What's the next couple words? Obey your parents. You know, some people say, you know, I've read that. You don't know my parents. That's not what the verse says. It didn't say your parents that gave birth to you. It says, obey your parents in the Lord. Hopefully, it's the same people. Hopefully, it is. But if it isn't, stop being beat up by those two people who are not Christians Stop getting beat up by them and go and emulate the ones are your parents in the Lord. Amen. And this isn't, a, this isn't a magic verse. It goes, honor your father and mother. Who, which ones? We hope, it's, we hope it's the ones who gave birth to you. Which is the first command with a promise. Now let me tell you this promise. This promise isn't Magic. It's social. I'll explain it. So that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Let me tell you, if you obey spiritual parents, stand on their shoulders, observe them and how they live and treat each other and choices they make, guess what's going to go well with you? The rest of your life. It's a social issue. If you can follow two godly people and have them help make, have you make decisions, they just need to observe you. They, they may not even know that you consider them spiritual parents, but they have to be close enough that you observe them. This is how they this is how he loves his wife. This is how he deals with his children. Hmm, I'm gonna do the same with mine. Those are your spiritual parents. And it says, you honor them. You follow them. Be free. Pray for your parents that they get to know the Lord. But the way you're going to get them there, instead of resenting what you didn't get, you're going to win them because they're going to go, Who taught you that? Maybe I need to listen to you. Maybe I need to observe you. Your marriage is making it. Your kids are making it. Hmm. Whew. A father has to be around long enough for you to observe. Anyone recognize that look? Bored? It's another father day. He's going to go out and get structure. He's going to go out and get acceptance. He's going to go out and try to win someone's admiration by following them. Who's it going to be? It's going to be a bunch of guys down by the corner. There's no future in that. There's no one to, to imitate. Where's he going to learn it? So there is a need for fathers. I got to watch my time, guys. The need for fathers. You I want you to know, this, this, is, this is close to my heart. And it has been since I was in high school. I had the father's spirit And it's like I said, I knew what, I could look at this kid, I knew what they wanted because I knew what I needed. So I try to fill the void, but as I'm filling that void, it was healing mine. I was filling one over here while mine was being healed. And I was good at it because I observed and understood what I wanted, what I needed. Malachi said, "You know what? Said in the last days, God is going to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of their children to their parents, or else I will come and take uh, stake the, the land for destruction. He's gonna. And, and let me tell you, he says, will God come and punish you? No. Listen. When you take this divine dwelling, a father, out of an environment, out of a culture, let me tell you, there's never a void. When when the the this divine dwelling is removed, something else moves in. You just can't say you're gonna take this divine thing, this this position of a father out, you take it away, something moves in immediately. Evil. Error. It moves in. God doesn't have to punish anyone. All he has to do is remove his presence. And destruction comes. Psalms. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, Is God in his dwelling? A father to the fatherless. Now, this is saying something, it's just not poetic. He says, He is a father to the fatherless. Does he say he's a husband to the widows? No. He's saying what a widow needs is a defender. But what does a fatherless need? A father. There's no substitute. There's nothing, doesn't need, the just needs a helping hand. (laughs) Oh, he needs a little encouragement. Oh, he needs to, you know. (laughs) No, he needs a father. The widow needs a defender. And look what it is. When when you're a father to the father and your defender is God in his holy dwelling. I'm telling you, this is, there's a connection to the holiness of the position of a father. And a protector of widows. We're the only religion that we call our heavenly creator a father. And then he creates an environment with us that you can become one. As a father has compassion on his children... Sometimes that compassion comes the little ruler on the knuckles or whatever, a switch on the leg. It says, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. The Father has compassion, not just a bucket of rules. I'm going to have to move along. Honoring the Father. You know, when you... Honoring the Father, the, the Father is a position... And a function, not a title. So let me give you a question to the men. Are you in the position and function of a father, or do you just have the title? Are you in the position and function of a son and a daughter? Or is it just because you know what? You can have a great dad, you can have a great spiritual parents. You can be a bad son. Ah, I'm going to do it my way. Oh, that's the old way. I'm not doing that. Blah, blah. You know, it was just, just in one side. See, in this relationship, you've got to be a good son. You've got to be a good daughter. There's a thing called rebellion. There's a responsibility. Wow. You know, when it says that the husband is the, the head of the wife, the word means source. He's the source. See, some people when we say he's the head, He's going, he gives the rules. The word means he's the source. He's the one who brings guidance. He's the one who, who brings brings in that stability. Daddy's home. When my girls were little, Crystal would just get him all ready. Daddy's going to be here. 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 Daddy's going to be, be here. And then I get all these little curly hair, blind girls. I come pulling up and they just, the door slings open and going, daddy home, daddy home, daddy home. And it's like, just going, running in circles, crazy. Just daddy home, daddy home. And then, and then like a, I mean, somebody who was just the father, I did the right thing. I'd go up to Crystal and go, okay, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I didn't know how to raise girls, so I let her tell me. <laughs> she goes, go in here, do this. Well, it was really tough when you come home. She goes, they've been bad all day, spank them. I went, oh, spank them? I, can't. I just got home, they're running around, daddy home, daddy home. I can't spank that. <laughs> but you have to, or else she spanks me. So, um, and, in many different ways. <laughs> sometimes 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 y'all never get the look that's a spanking let me tell you you just like oh (laughs) gosh no try to talk to him you get the hand ooh The position of function must be honored. If it has to be honored, then it speaks of it can be dishonored. The scriptures, because of time, I'm not going to tell you, but there's eight times, six of them in the New Testament. It says, do not dishonor your father and mother. Okay? Because when you do, you're dishonoring the holy dwelling, the position. You may not like our president, but you do not dishonor the position. If you don't like this president, it doesn't matter next time. you probably not going to like either one. of might go in there either. So, but do not curse the position. Do not curse the position. You can dislike his policy because if you curse a father and a mother, you're cursing the holy dwelling of the position father and mother. You're cursing yourself because you're destined to be one. You're cursing your own position. Get past what your dad and mom didn't do and realize that if anything, feel sorry for them, that they didn't know that it was a holy dwelling to possess that position of father. You know what, let's just go. So what happens? What happens if you had no father in your life or an absent father, a bad father? Scripture is this. Be perfect therefore as your heavenly father is perfect. Do you know what? He's giving us an example. That's what a father does. He goes, just look what I've done. Look what I'm doing. Look what I've said. That's being perfect. What do you call me? You call me Father God. What do I call the one who gave his life to save you? My son. That's a holy dwelling. Just emulate me. Imitate me. Have the compassion that you see that I've had. You have a father. And you have all that you need to be a father. That takes a while, but I want a starting point. There are some of you, I want to give you a charge. But just like I knew what that little boy or that little girl needed because I recognized the way they were acting. I could find out that their, parent, their father wasn't available for whatever reason, for a good reason. He had to work all the time. But I was available. And the scripture says to honor your spiritual parents, the ones that have been a source. But I knew it because I recognized I didn't get what I needed. And there was good reasons. My dad was old. He was sick. But even though he had an excuse and he did his best, he still didn't get it. You ladies who've been raised without a father to see, How do you know what to look for in a man that's going to be a good father if you've never seen it? It's just happenstance. You find the right one. Oh, he's just good looking. He'll be a good dad. No. He makes a lot of money. No. You've suffered. If this hole is in you, I want you to get a hold of it and stop being a victim. Start being a, and I don't want a survivor. I don't want you to be a survivor. Survivor only talks about, that's all I can talk about. Well, I've survived this. Ah, as long as you're talking about it, you're, you're a victim. Okay. I want you to go from being a victim to being a warrior to push back, to push back. But you've got to come to grips. You've got to realize, you know what? I'm not cursing my dad. I'm recognizing there's a hole in me. That's not given me confidence like Tupac. It's not given me protection. Let's all stand because those people, you know who you are. And I'm going to come off the stage. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to touch you. And if there's if there's a lot, I'm going to have Peter and some of the other leaders and pastors. Especially if you're a man. When Crystal and I were getting ready to get married, she had made an observation. She knew that I had a father's spirit because I was, I was doing youth groups at the time in young life. But she had made an observation. She goes, have you ever hugged your dad? You're kissing. I said, nope. She couldn't believe it. I said, well... I've never been hugged or kissed by my mother. That's not, I had, I had no visual. That was normal for me. She couldn't believe it. She was, you're telling me you never kissed your mom. I said, well, she she never kissed me first. You You know what she made me do? Drive over there with her, get my dad and mom in the room. Tell told them to stand up, I told him. I said, I love you, I forgive you, anything, and I kissed my mom, and she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And my dad was just, and I said, better close that mouth, I'm coming. <laughs> 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 they were in shock, we left, and they were just both standing there like. You gotta beat a curse. Those of you who I'm talking to, there's a curse. It wasn't shown to you how to father. And that holy dwelling, when it removes, evil comes in. God doesn't have to curse you. You're cursed when his presence is gone. When his dwelling is not near you. You fight it. If it's showing affection, you see me, you see me kissing anybody You know that there's a battle going on in that boy. You need to put your arm around your son, your daughter, hold their hand, go to the mall. Heck, just your wife. (laughs) You need to kiss your wife in public? Go go for it all. Kiss your wife in front of your old girlfriend. Okay. You know there's a hole in you and you need to recognize it. I want to ask you to come down. We got to do this quick. Just come down. Come down and let me pray for you. If you felt followers, just just tell the person beside you you need to come out or just drag them with you. They can hold you. Come on down. Come on. It always starts slow. Because I'm going to give you a charge. You're going to go from a survivor, uh, from a victim to a warrior. It starts. It starts today. It starts today. There's miracles. There's miracles. All right. I can do this. Don't catch me. Don't catch me. (laughs) Beat I might break my neck and fulfill his vision there, Pete. (laughs) Guys, look, and you know what? There's this many people back there that either either overcome it or they just, they don't have the confidence to come down because they're still hiding. So congratulations, you've beat it. You've, you've, you might have won your first battle with this lack of confidence. That's, that's incredible. But every one of you, every one of you, what was meant by the enemy to destroy you, what the enemy might have put your eyes on something that actually didn't even happen, but to you it left you empty and afraid at night. Wondering What's going to happen? I'm becoming somebody I don't want to become. I don't feel safe. And I'm in my own bed. That pain. Do this. Hold that pain right here. Just hold the pain. Hold the pain. There it is. There it is. Guess what? God's doing something in that little pile right there. Something's forming. And the only way to hold on to it is like this. Because now it's a sword. God is taking that pain and making it a sword. So take the pain and hold it. It's changing. It's changing. And now when that thing comes back to haunt you, it's not disturbing you, you are gonna disturb it. It says, you can't dwell here, and I've been given eyes to see others that I'm gonna take the same sword and kill that em- emptiness and loneliness in that young man or young woman's life. So let's pray for him. Y'all reach your hands this way. Father, that hole, that emptiness that is in our in belly, You can't you can't describe it until you felt it, Lord. You are a father to the fatherless, to the fatherless. That confidence you've equipped us through this evil work of the enemy. You. You've equipped us for a holy work, a holy dwelling. These men and women, these men and women, Lord, are warriors to fight their battle and their healing comes as they fight for those that they'll see, that have that same spirit. I've seen that emptiness. Your compassion, Father, Your compassion, your compassion, your compassion.
0: Mm.
1: Lord, for everyone in this room, we know the truth. We need to honor those who have led us in Christ, our spiritual parents. And we pray for those parents who don't know you. Father, we forgive them for what they've done, not knowing they didn't know what they were doing. They thought it was just a title. We forgive them. And Lord, we vow to be a spiritual parent. Show us that person. We ask this in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a great hand.